Okay, this is the Fiction Old and New Book Group. Today is Friday, August 4th, uh, 2023. Tonight we're discussing um, the Lehman Trilogy by Stefano Messini. So I, I have a little information about him, not, not a ton. <laughs> um, so I'll share with you what I learned. Um, okay, so Stefano Messini was born in Florence, Italy. Hello? Okay, sorry. Let me just see what's going on here. Okay. Join the meeting. All righty. Okay, well, anyway. He was born in Florence, Italy in 1975, and he studied literature. I'm going to have a tough time with, with some of these pronunciations. Not this one. University of Florence. Um, he worked in the theater of the Piccolo Teatro di Milano and the Maggio Musicale Flor Florentino. So that's, that's the best I can do. Um, he's best known for his play, The Lehman Trilogy, um, which formed the base of the novel of the same name. And the Lehman Trilogy played in both London and on Broadway and won the Tony Award for Best Play in 2023. So I started out, I started out making a list of characters and then I, I kind of quickly abandoned that. So I don't really have a character. Um, but, but, we have a real early pickup tonight from... Okay, Nancy, 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 you have, you have to mute yourself. Please, please do me a favor. Just mute yourself. And when I call on you, then unmute. Because it's, it's just too much. It's too distracting. Okay, thank you. Okay, so um, I thought I, I would start out uh, just making a couple of points about the book that I thought about when I was reading. And sometimes I wait till the end to make my comments. Sometimes I do it in the beginning. This time I thought I'd do it in the beginning. Um, so the book was, was long, as you know, it was about 14 hours. And it was an interesting read for me because I felt that similar to sometimes they have these novelizations of a movie, I kind of felt like this was a novelization of, of a play. It, it, it had a lot of like dialogue and, and descriptions, but there wasn't really, I thought, a lot of backstory. And I was often a little bit lost. It felt like, you know, there was this scene and this thing is this thing, sort of like you'd have in a play, but there wasn't all that other stuff that usually fills in in a novel, for example. Um, and I could have missed this one. But pretty early in the book, they're in Alabama, um, you know, Henry Lehman and his brothers. And I, I must have missed it. And when we go around, if you didn't miss it, then please let me know. But I, I don't remember how they got there, why they decided to go there, what was the reason for them to be there. I was just listening to the book and all of a sudden they were there. And I thought that was the kind of thing in a novel I would want it, I'd want a little more backstory. And it seemed more like I was reading a, a, a play because you'd have this scene and that scene and whatever. That, that's how it struck me. Um, I, I was interested in this book really for two reasons. One is I like to read about Jewish history 
And the other reason is I like to, I like theater a lot. So I thought it'd be interesting to read a book that was based on a play that had won the Tony Award. That was, that was what drew me to this, this story. Um, about halfway through the book, there was this line that said something to the effect of money is the instrument from which governs all relationships. And when I heard that line, I thought that's, that's what this book is about. That's the theme of the book. And it was, it was interesting to me having lived in New York city for like 30 years, finance is a very big thing in New York city. It's a huge industry. A lot of people work in finance and I, I've met people that work in finance. I know somebody very well who works, who worked until recently in finance. Now he's retired. And when I have conversations with this person, it's very interesting the way he sees the world because he'll be describing somebody to me and he'll say things like, well, you know, his net worth is between this amount and this amount. Like he's, he's guessing, he doesn't know for sure. And in a million years, I would never describe somebody in terms of their net worth unless it was like, you know, Elon Musk or Bill Gates or someone like that. I just never would do this. And I've heard this other, this other, uh, this way of talking from other people that work in finance. They sort of have this sort of tunnel vision and, and they really do believe that money is, is everything. And, and that's how they they deal with the world. And it, it's an interesting perspective. I don't think it's a great perspective, but it's interesting. Um, and then the last thing I'll just talk about is the theme, the theme. it's not really a theme, the, um, the idea of anti-Semitism. So some critics felt that this, the play and the book were anti-Semitic. I thought that was interesting. So I'm reading the book as a Jewish person and I'm, I'm going through the book thinking to myself, is this book anti-Semitic? And so as best as I could come up with, I had two ideas. The first idea is, you know, the traditional Jewish people, you know, correlated with money years ago, the only one of the few professions they could do was money lending, you know, like Merchant of Venice, that, that kind of a theme. Honestly, I think this book didn't necessarily it wasn't because they were Jewish. I think they just happened to be involved with money. You could put JP Morgan or somebody like that in the story. It's, it, I don't think it was anti-Semitic because of money. There was a scene later in the book where there two of the wives of the, the bankers, de, you know, descendants were talking about how they as German Jewish people, um, were, you know, didn't really think much of the Eastern European Jewish people that had come over because they didn't speak English well and they had accents and, you know, and when I heard that, that felt familiar to me because I can remember being a young person and I don't really encounter it anymore, but I certainly did when I was younger, that, that experience where people who are from German Jewish backgrounds feel that people who are from Russian or Eastern European backgrounds, even though it's been a hundred years since our families came here, are not quite as worthy. Um, so, you know, can you have anti-Semitism if you're a Jewish person against another Jewish person? Probably, but, you know, so those were the ways that I thought about the story in terms of anti-Semitism. So um, anyway, I will shut up now and, and, and call on everybody um, and, and see if anybody, what, what they, they thought about the book. Um, so if it's okay, Jana, because I know you like historical fiction, I thought I would start with you tonight and, and see what you thought. Okay. I'm 
probably in the minority here. I was kind of irritated by this guy's writing style. Just the whole thing about going on and on and on about the head and the arm and the, and the potato, you know, referring to the three original brothers that way. And then there were then there were times when things just got repeated over and over and over again. And I thought, you know, even with my low intelligence, okay, I got it. <laughs> but um, I, I did think the book was there were things I liked about the book I did think it was kind of a commentary on capitalism and uh, this was interesting I like you Michelle I would have liked more of a backstory I would have liked to know a little more about the senator who retired and was a uh, was accused of, of being a communist. Um, let's see. And yeah, there were some things that I would have liked to have had filled in a little bit more. So the, that's really about all I have to say, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I really irritated at this book a lot. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear I wasn't the only <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, that's good, actually. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for starting us off. Um, so, okay. Um, uh, Joni, I, I think I'm going to call on you just in, in the event that you wanted to leave early. I don't know if you wanted to make any comments. She didn't, she didn't read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want any comments at all? Or should I just, should we just? Uh... Well, I think, uh, well, I haven't read the book as I told everybody before. And uh <laughs> So I'm going to read it, uh, but I really, uh, I don't really feel that great. So I'm going to mm -hmm. say thank you, Michelle, and okay, and thanks for just thanks everybody for understanding. Well, and, thank uh, you for coming, and we all hope you feel much better very, very soon, really soon. So please mm -hmm. take care, and you know, like I said, rest as much as possible. That always helps a lot. Yeah, well, I'm kind of forced into it because of not being well. So anyway, I'm glad I just came in to let people know what my circumstances are. And uh, and thank you. And take care, everybody. Okay. Bye. Good night, Jamie. Um, Nancy, you, you have your hand raised. Would you like to talk next? Yes, yeah, sorry about the muting, and I get like sometimes I forget. I apologize. Anyway, um, I, I don't mean to be rude or anything. I, I didn't. I hated the. I, I was. I'm Jewish. I was fascinated by the family in a way, but I stopped reading it after several chapters. But I couldn't. I was reading in Braille, which made it even worse with the writing style. <laughs> I didn't listen to the audio, but I hated the writing style. It really annoyed me. But I, so I didn't finish the book. But I might. Maybe I'll be, be patient one time and just you know read it again. But I, I'm, I'm saying it was a good, it was, I'm kind of fascinated by the way the family was, you know, what was happening with the family. But like I said, all the repetition with the arm and the turtle and all this, all this nonsense kind of got to me. But, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad it's an interesting, it was an interesting book. And maybe one day I'll finish it. I want to hear what the next book is. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. It is interesting 
you are go on the site Goodreads, um, this book got a 4.24 rating, thousands of reviews. That's a very high rating on Goodreads. So I don't know. I, I and I somehow feel surprised. I missed it, but who knows? Um, so so <clears throat> I, I, I see that you have your hand raised too. I'll, I'll just let you guys know that typically we don't really raise hands in these groups. I just call on people one by one, but. Oh, I'm, you, I apologize again. I'm sorry. That's okay. Sometimes, you know, if people have to leave early or something, but Dan, you, you have your hand sorry. raised. So why, why don't you tell us what you thought of the book? Okay. I will meet myself. Thank you very I think you just have to unmute your stand. That's the only thing. Sorry about that. Uh, I got on a different dialogue box. I was trying to lower my hand. Anyway, um, <clears throat> one observation I'd like to make. I didn't finish the book, but um, I, I really feel sorry for people who had to only had access to the commercial version because if you download the version from Bookshare, there's a, there's a glossary and reading that glossary will go a long way of clearing up a lot of confusion. And I don't know, this is just some, one of my many frustrations with NLS that they don't think of things like this when they add books to the collection. It's just almost insulting the lack of, detail that they you know that they don't even think and I mean the glossary could have been included in the record you know if they had recorded it the glossary could have been inclu included for the benefit of people who don't read braille uh, but I decided I haven't finished it but I decided to start over and read it the bookshare version only because a lot of the were, I mean, I know German. I studied German in school in college, so I don't have any trouble with that. But there are a lot of Hebrew and Yiddish words, and it's sort of almost like at times the author is using voices to speak, kind of like a you know, call and response, like in a synagogue. I'm not Jewish, but I just from what little I've heard, you know, being a musician of the synagogue services that the Cantor says or sings one thing in the congregation answers. So there's a certain amount of that. And there's also the contrast between uh, Germans who are poor, like the farmers and the landed you know, aristocracy in the South and the fact that uh, I believe that some of the earliest Jews that came to the United States were German and they became very wealthy and assimilated and they looked down upon Eastern European Jews. So there are all kinds of little subplot, um, not subplots, but um, undercurrents going on, class and eth eth ethnicity. Um, I, pr I probably will finish reading it uh, in Braille. Uh, then that way I can really get all of the details. Uh, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't know if there's a version somewhere else like the kindle or where you could you know bookmark or uh, look for a glossary i don't know but yeah that that makes a lot of sense i mean i i mean i don't yeah. know he you know a little bit of yiddish so when i encounter yiddish mm -hmm. 
get to me, but obviously most people don't know Yiddish and Hebrew. <laughs> or there was, or, or or there was a glossary yeah. in the bar right in the front of the first of the book. Really? I Yes. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Well, even, even so, did I don't remember if they spelled the, the words, but even so, um, maybe there's more than one recording, but when I uh, played it, I don't recall. A, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, I just find with foreign words, I do, a, I have a thing stick in my mind a lot better if I see them in Braille. Yeah. Well, that makes um, a lot of sense. And, um, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, reading a book is a challenge for anyone. Every, we all have different ways of handling things and also um, perceptions. We all perceive things differently. And yeah, yeah that's, the be that's the beauty of these discussion meetings is that everyone has their own take on something. Yes, I I I um lost my vision later in life, so I don't know Braille, mm -hmm. and I do <clears throat> envy people that can read books in Braille because it does seem. And actually, the closest yeah. experience that I have to reading Braille is listening to a book on Bookshare because it has that kind of computerized voice, and it's not really mm -hmm. being. Um, and you can spell the words. You can, you know, hit the spell function and have the words spelled out. Yeah, it's, that's something I, I yeah. wish NLS, I wish NLS would do that with all their books. But that's neither here nor there. That's a topic mm -hmm. for another day. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you so, much. and I, I appreciate it. You're appreciate welcome. It. Um, and I just want to. Oh, go ahead. I just want to thank you, Alan, for organizing all these meetings and bringing people together. This is really important. Well, I, I'm not sure that I don't get credit for organizing anything. I, I just distribute the, the news wires and stuff. So mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of folks that, that work tirelessly on a lot of this stuff. But uh, I, I, yeah. I do like to be the messenger and stuff. So, uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, well, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate of email and stuff. I don't, I'm not into all the social media stuff, but I still I'm not even I either. still believe in e email and stuff because mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 mm -hmm. I like words and you can put a lot of words in an email. So, yeah, but, me uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your and, comments. And, and you need to come back to our club because there's a lot of a lot of different books being selected every month. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so. Um, okay, Ladon. But what did you think of the story? What? I said, Ladon. What? What did you? Oh, think okay. Thank you. Well, when you open the story, a young man, a young Jewish man, is arriving in New York, and he's got to put on a new pair of shoes because he is going to be in this new country, and he wants a new pair of shoes. So he puts on his new pair of shoes and uh, he goes into the reception and then has to change his name to Hank because the guy doing it couldn't, couldn't understand how it, what he was saying about his real name was. And uh, so he changed his name to Hank. And then he's in this store down south, fully stocked open store. I thought the guy must have brought a lot of money with him. Go down the store, fully stock a store and everything. Uh, then uh, a, a young lady walks in, the door is stuck, she breaks the glass, she walks over the glass and then she walks out and then he 
proposes to her and he proposes to her and he proposes to her. And then he says, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. She says, you're going to be rich. So I'll marry you. And then, uh, then the next thing they have children, they have children, they have children. And then they, uh, will start dealing in cotton, 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 cotton. They're king of cotton. And uh, along comes the civil war and it starts wiping out the cotton. And I say, God, I don't much like the way this is going. It doesn't, none of the characters have my understanding anything about them. And then I realize this is a poem. This is, this is not a, uh, the kind of uh, fictional book that we usually read. This is a poem. So now I've got to look at that completely a different way. Why they? Why is repeating this stuff and who's repeating this stuff to get to get uh, rhythm and everything? And so I read and read. I still don't like it. You know, I still don't like it. Uh, say, but uh, I will say that uh, every family has. Uh, they're dunces, you know, so they, they want to get into shipping business, but that's a pretty tight business. And so they're trying to get in with the, the, the other folks that are in shipping and the young man goes out and it turns out that all those shippers have an ugly duckling daughter. <laughs> and he goes around and gets engaged to all the ugly duckling daughters at once. And that was pretty. That was pretty uh, bad. And then they got they get into coffee, you know, and on and on. And I'm wondering why does a an Italian Catholic write a poem about a German Jew who comes to the United States and creates a dynasty? I just mm-hmm. couldn't understand it, you know. Why did they do that? Well, but then I thought there was pettiness. Uh, the real pettiness is, oh, you had to, uh, in the synagogue, move up toward the front, move up toward the yeah. front, depending on how much money you got. You know, right. want to make sure God knows that you got money, you know, yeah. and all the other people there, too. And then if something happens, you got to move back. And it is yeah. really a shame to sit in the back of the synagogue. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty, pretty petty. So all in all, it was a poem. I begin to understand that in the end. That's why the report repeating and repeating and repeating didn't bother me. So, but I, I don't, I didn't really like it. Well, that is a brilliant comment because boy, I didn't get that at all. And when you said that, it does make a lot of sense that it is a poem, and uh, that's that's very astute. Um, and I forgot about the thing about this, the synagogue. That that is interesting because in synagogues um, for the high ho- holy days, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, uh, you get tickets to to go to synagogue, and you get certain places that you sit in the synagogue. So I think they took it a little bit more extreme in this one because you know the wealthier they were, the better connected they were, the closer they were to the front. <laughs> it was they were fighting with each other to get to the front, which was you know uh, sadly probably very true. Um, and I and, don't know. I don't know. One of the at one of the places it was pretty it was pretty good though. Where one of the I believe it's a little girl. She's going to yeah. go down in front and she's going to sit on the floor. Well, she can't yeah. sit in the front pew, yeah. but golly, she, God won't mind her sitting on the floor. Yes, yes. Well, I don't know if Stefano Masani 
is Catholic. I mean, his name seems he's, Catholic. He, he's a, he's a, an Italian living in Italy. He's not necessarily, doesn't have to be a Catholic, but it's pretty likely. Oh, more, far more likely than not. Likely, but, you know, there are some Jewish people from Italy, not a lot, but mm. it, it's possible. But it is interesting that, that he would do this. I, I actually found the romances very interesting in the story because, like, they would have these very, like, outspoken women here and there that would, you know, kind of, <laughs> one of them basically told, I forgot which, which one it was, but, you know, she's, he, she had been divorced and she was going to get, she was going to marry him. Like she met him and then right away she wanted to marry him. And I was like, who is this woman? So yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I thought another thing was really interesting. They married and then uh, the, the, I was kept wondering what's going to happen in 1929. What's going to happen in 1920. So she's going to marry him. She's going to marry him. 1929 comes and says, did you lose a lot of money? Yeah, you lose a lot of money. I'm going to get a divorce. Right. Yeah, it was it was very, very interesting. Well, thank she, you. She's written that to, to the rest of the book. Yeah. She never did do it, but she did. Thank, thank you. Those are really, really great comments. Um, OK, Sally, um, what, what did you think of the story? I really had a problem with this book. I did read the entire thing, but I had to read it maybe an hour at a time, half an hour at a time. I understood that it was a poem. I got that. Um, I would have liked more of a novel format to get the backstory. Um, the main problem I had with it, I really thought it was anti-Semitic. Ah. And oh. I, I really did. Um, I was married to a man who was a non-observant Jew, but still his family went to synagogue for high holy days. Um, and I knew a lot of the Yiddish. But if I came to this without that background, I think this book would have fallen into every stereotype that a lot of people have about Jews. And I found that very troubling. I, I don't know that I agree with Ladon. I don't know that the author is Catholic. I suspected that he was Jewish. Um, I don't know why, but I couldn't imagine somebody who was Catholic just coming up with this story and, and getting all the nuances. But I think if you were not part of that inner circle, um, and you just came to it, it would have been very, very stereotypical, and that troubled me. Another thing that I found troubling was I kept waiting to see what was going to happen with World War II, and they just kind of glossed over it. Mm. Um, they mentioned a little bit of it here and there, but did not even mention the Holocaust. Yeah, and what it and what it what it did. Um, I I really glad I finished the book. I'm not glad I read it. Let's let's put it that way. Well, thank you so much, Holly. Those are really great comments, actually. And That's really I, all, all I have. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to know Stefano, what's his name? I forget his last name, his background, because somewhere in there, I, I really think there must have been a link to Judaism. 
yeah. to come up there, with this. There has to be. It seems very odd that there wouldn't be. Um, yeah. So, you know, he, he, he wrote, he wrote it. He wrote it in Italian, of course, for yes. Italian people, general publication in Italy before it was ever translated. So it was, if it was, if he wasn't Jewish, perhaps he wasn't, but he sure was uh, writing it for a lot of Catholic people. Yeah, that, I mean, it's possible. I, I don't know. I, I looked up as much as I could about him and I could found very, very little. Um, yeah. I tried to find interviews with him and, and stuff. And I just, I, the only interviews they had with him were in Italian, which unfortunately I don't speak Italian. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, um, whatever. I did. I did feel that he he had a, there had to be some Jewishness in him somewhere. It seemed it seemed an odd subject for him to pick otherwise. Um, and as Sally said, you know, there were a lot of nuances. I, I guess, yeah. I, I think you're right, Sally. I mean, I, I I've encountered plenty of anti-Semitism in my life, and this one wasn't didn't hit me in the face as much as some other ones, like when I went to see The Merchant of Venice, that really hit me in the face. This one, not as much. But I think your perspective is great because you're, you're seeing it kind of from both sides. And, mm -hmm. and I think, and, and your perspective has, you know, plenty of critics agree with you that, that this, this is anti-Semitic. So I, I thank you for those comments, actually. I appreciate it. And I, I wondered at the end if he was rushing it a little bit because he seems to be going through the 20th century after 1929 pretty fast. And you're right. I noticed that also that there was really nothing about World War II, which was pretty astonishing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it was it a big... It wasn't very profitable, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, this was, this play was a big hit on Broadway and a big hit in London. So clearly there's a, an audience for it. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it was an interesting read. Um, but thank thank you so much. Um, let me see who, who we have. Oh, Alan, what what did you think of the book, Alan? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I read it all. Uh, I, I would have liked it, as others have have mentioned, probably a lot better if it didn't feel like a a, a novelization of a play or a poem or. or I, I I I'm getting more confused the more I hear people talk about this thing. What the hell it was to start with, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I worked in accounting. Anybody that, is, that were that, whether you were in finance or not, that were referred to body, somebody based on their net worth, has their head up their ass. I don't care wh wh where they're from. They, they, they certainly weren't raised right. I don't care whether they were in finance or not. You, know, I mean, yeah, you, you, you don't refer to people based on their net worth and stuff. And if that's what they do in New York and stuff, then. Uh, yeah, then, 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 <laughs> not, not everybody. <laughs> I know, I know, not, not everybody, but I, nobody should be doing stuff like that. That's not, that's not a proper upbringing if you're, that's how you're referring to people. But took I, me a long time to understand what zero point, zero point, zero point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Ladon, we've heard from you, so let, let me have my turn now. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but, uh, anyway, I was interested in it because it was about the Lehman brothers and I, I had no clue uh, uh, that that they started in Montgomery, Alabama, like that. And uh, uh, but 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 it but it did. It, it jumped around a lot. It, it didn't do a good job, and I'm sure part of that's because it was translated from Italian. And uh, but I, I would have enjoyed it better 
not that that's neither here nor there. This this is the book we're discussing. If it had been like that book on Marjorie Post, which I I really enjoyed because it 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 did a better job of giving us backstory and going through it. But you know that's that's not how this one was done. But uh, I, I, I it, it it did not feel anti-Semitic to me. But uh, I, I I'm not Jewish, but I, I I I didn't it didn't seem anti-Semitic to me. But you know. Uh, uh, for what, whatever that's worth, but uh, I, I I did uh, like uh, just the learning more about the Lehman Brothers because uh, that, that 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 I mean, I, like I said, I I worked in accounting and they they were a they were a big they were a big part of all this stuff when we had the financial crisis in two thousand and eight with all the. Uh, the collateralized mortgage obligations and all the subprime lending and crap and stuff. And so that, you know, that apparently is what brought them down and stuff. I, I, I wish that the original founders, whoever had been involved in the family had, had kept them uh, steered more to what they were, or they originally were about, but uh, that, that's not what happened. And uh, they ended up going down and uh, I think Barclays ended up, buying their, their leftover pieces and stuff but uh eh, you know it's uh you know what do you say i mean i, I don't know the, the, the those guys that you know it it, it really did it kind of jumped back and forth and uh uh it 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 it, it would have i would have enjoyed it better had it been written more about them uh uh, and, and instead of being a play or that was novelized or whatever they did, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that 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 that's not how this book came about. But uh, uh, I, I I enjoyed the parts that that gave us the backstory of the Lehman Brothers because uh, uh, I mean yeah they they were they were one of those big families that that that. Uh, that that got into a lot of stuff and 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 they 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 did a lot of things uh and well, granted i mean they they made a lot of money doing it but uh uh it uh, uh it, it didn't work out for them in the end so uh but uh i i i was glad that that i read the book and it's like anything else i i try to i try to learn what i can from 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 these things and you know, I, I I learned I learned a lot about the backstory and stuff. I, I would have liked to have learned more, but you know, that 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 was the style that it was. But uh, uh, anyway, thank thank th th thanks for picking this. So. Okay, well, thank thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting in parts learning about how they built up the business. That that was really interesting. Right. Now, and I do have I, I have one question for you. Do, do Jewish people really call Goliath Goliath? Because that, that's what it sounded like they were saying in this book. Or did I just misinterpret? Did well, I mishear it? To say, Eduardo Ballerini is a superb narrator. He right. is. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of believe him when he says it. I, I really do. So <laughs> yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't really know. I mean, I would call it Goliath, not. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, if it was a different narrator, I would question it. But if he says it, I'm kind of like maybe. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, 
he 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 was a good one to 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 to, to, to narrate this because oh, he, uh, yeah. uh, he, he's great. Yeah. But uh, he's really great. He's so yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really is. Hey, I would have been much worse with another another narrator. That that's for sure. I mean, it was right. interesting hearing about how they developed the whole idea of being middlemen. That was interesting. I right. didn't. You know, you know, just from like an economics point, sort of point of view. And I really loved the first chapters in the South. That was fascinating. Like the idea yeah. of this, yeah. you know, Jewish guy with a, you know, German accent speaking Yiddish in the South. And I'm like, what's he doing there? I, I, I had no idea that the Lehman Brothers started out in Montgomery, Alabama. I never would have known that. So, it yeah. just struck me as so interesting, you know, and he yeah. meets like... Yeah. One Jewish girl in the whole area, he meets her. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. So, it was interesting. Right. <laughs> thank you so much, Alan. Okay, um, thanks. Thank you. Marsha, what, what did you think of the story? Well, everybody pretty much has summed it up. But my, my thoughts are, I don't know how, if, if these people were really like that, I don't know how they made it. The, the, their dynasty lasted for 150 years. I never ran across so many strange people. <laughs> they were just, they were just way out there. So many eccentric folks in that family. And then the whole thing with the the head, the arm, and the potato on, the, and that just kept going on and on and on and on. Uh, yeah, they were just a, a strange bunch of folks. And I didn't, I, I'm not Jewish, and, but I didn't, I didn't find the book anti-Semitic at all, but maybe I just don't know enough to know better. Um, I did find it interesting with the fact as far as them, um, you know, using the, the pews in the synagogue as a status symbol, you know, yeah. oh my God, we got moved back to the 20, 21st, 22nd row. We need to at least be up beyond 15 where we were before i don't know i i was so confused with this book michelle i yeah i, I just i kept I getting lost um the writing style was it just got to be very yeah oh, what's the word i want just um challenging <laughs> challenging almost obnoxious to me i mean it was it was not good Tedious. i'm surprised it it, it it won a tony as a play but yeah i'm i finished it i don't know how i did how i did that but i did so i that was my challenge of the month yes yeah maybe the year <laughs> I mean, it could be <laughs> but yeah. well now i can say i've i've read the lehman trilogy yes yeah 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 this book was so different than i thought it was going to be so <laughs> I'm Jewish and I have a background in all this and I found it pretty challenging throughout too. So I, I can imagine if you're not Jewish, this could really be challenging. That, that, that's for sure. Well, may um, I say one more, one more oh, thing before oh, you please. move on. Um, I really got into it in the beginning and it started falling apart to me after Henry died. Yes. Yes. I, I don't, I, you know, it's like, well, boy, they sure, you know, he's certainly gone in a hurry. And then it just seemed to fall apart after that. Yeah, he was he was the most interesting character. To he me. was. Yeah, he really was. I was very mesmerized by him in the beginning. And then when they said one of the brothers died, I'm like, which brother? And I'm like, oh, yeah. No, and then no. we had to wait for <laughs> a long time before it was, you know, we determined it was him. So, yes, that's true. I was yeah. like, who died? Who died? Who died? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, 
Henry, too bad, because he was interesting. I mean, in a crazy way, but he was interesting. Right, exactly. <laughs> he was. Well, well thank thanks, you, Michelle. Thank you, Marsha. Um, Liz, I think you're muted if you wanted to unmute. Or... Yeah, I am unmuted. Um, okay. <laughs> this book was a real challenge for me. And it was one of those books that I ended up feeling really stupid because it was really hard for me to follow. <laughs> Um, I didn't understand a lot of the, the repetitive, you know, the repetition. And um, again, like most people, I really did enjoy it in the beginning of the book. And then it just kind of got too weird. Um, I was very surprised when I went on Goodreads and found that 40% of all the people that rated it gave it a five-star rating. Yes, exactly right. Blew yes. me away. It's like, really? <laughs> Which made me feel even more stupid. Like, wow, I really missed the boat on this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I know how you feel. Yes, I know. It was a struggle. Uh, I'm just going to say it's a struggle. I'm really glad I'm not going to be tested on it because I, I wouldn't be. I, I just felt so lost through most of it. And I liked the romances. I liked the stories about, you know, the, the marriages and stuff. But um yeah, I, I think to have a 13-hour poem going on, <laughs> it's just it's really hard to deal with. But yes. anyway, so yeah, it was it was definitely not one of my favorite books. Um, and I, I labored through it. And it was definitely a, a, a labor, a laborious kind of experience yes. for me. <laughs> I, but, I understand. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I completely missed that it was a poem. I, I didn't get that at all. And I too was very surprised when I went on Goodreads and I saw the rating. I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, whoa, the emperor has no clothes, guys. <laughs> I did get that, that he was trying to be lyrical, but I, it just really took away from the book. Yes. Yes, I agree. Well, you guys were talking was, about oh, this, this being a poem. I'm not really into know, poetry. So, um, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, it didn't work here. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I, I think that the uh, is in a lot of <laughs> that's I'm losing your um your talk. You are fading in and out a little bit. Um, I don't know. Sometimes that happens to me because of my internet connection. So I don't know. Um, I'm going to come back to you, Jana. So I'm going to just uh, see what Deanna thought about the book. Mine is not good. Okay, so Deanna, you are you are not muted. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to read the book or if you had any um, comment. I struggled through about two thirds of it. Okay. <laughs> um, it was very heavy going for me. I am not um, that kind of a poet <laughs> where you use language almost as an intellectual weapon or something. Um, highbrow stuff just leaves me cold. I'm more like a, an Ogden Nash or somebody lower down on the poetic <laughs> hierarchy sort of thing. But um, 
I just couldn't care about the people that much. And if I don't care about the people, it's hard for me to, to care about what happens to them. Um, I thought it was kind of amusing, the, the romance part in the first section in the South when they absolutely, uh, he's fascinated by her, but she's absolutely appalled by his attitude because she's she's a little princess and she doesn't understand why he would try to charge her for a handkerchief you know, when true. she's injured and you know exactly and, yeah yes so that was kind of comical and some of it was bizarre that the the brothers the older child dominating the younger and, and taking his money and getting away with it. nobody intervening. I mean, what were the parents? What were they thinking? Um, thinking that their children should just be groomed from six years old to be part of this dynasty of, of getting more and more money to what end, you know, when was there going to be enough? <laughs> and the whole industrial greed thing was just too too much. And I I just I mean I can understand when you lift yourself up from poverty. You know I've read enough of the of the stories of of the industrialists that everybody knows about Carnegie and all of those. You know where they, they really have a drive to, to climb higher. But then a lot of them turn around and, and use their money for positive things. This family didn't use their money for positive things. They used their money to get prestige. I mean, that was the whole thing about the, the temple pews. It had nothing to do with their religious faith or lack of. <laughs> it yeah. had to do with climbing higher and higher and higher to what end it was like they were constantly fighting an inferiority complex or something i don't know it it just it just made me itch i'm sorry <laughs> no that's okay okay i mean it was it wasn't really comical the thing about the the pews in the synagogue it was you know, it was like you said, it was it was prestige. It was it was really I thought it was competition. I think that there's something about these kind of people that they always have to feel like they're number one and they have it over on somebody else. And that's why they're competing. So they could be in the first row. You know, they're the most important people. And obviously that shouldn't be people shouldn't go to synagogue for that reason. <laughs> that's not why they're supposed to be there. So um, but sometimes, you know, it is. It's interesting. Like I, I do not realize, for example, um, and all of you would know this better than I would, but when you join a synagogue, you have to pay to join a synagogue. So um, when I came to Connecticut, I wanted to, to join the synagogue here. And then I found out what it cost to join the synagogue and I rethought it. But my understanding is a lot of times in churches, you don't pay to join a church. You just make a donation when you're there. So I think sometimes, unfortunately, with synagogues, there is a little bit too much commercialization, which I don't particularly like. I don't think you should have to well, pay. In, it's, so. it's kind of like in, in most religions, 
yes, they'll say you should, you know, in Christian faith, you should give 10% of your earnings, but nobody actually wants to see your tax returns and decide whether you are doing your fair uh, contribution or whatever. Um, and people contribute their time, their energy. Um, you know, the, I don't know, there was something so wrongheaded about all of the people in it that I couldn't relate to them. I guess my heritage being Native American community is most important family is most important working together standing together um that's most important not not who's the chief and who's got the power because the power comes from being a good leader and a good leader is someone who who cares for the people and therefore if someone is just trying to get power, they're not a good leader. And people soon re recognize that. And um, they'll allow him to continue to bluster and so forth because that's his nature. But the respect isn't there. Um, you respect people who actually do things that better the lives of others, not just themselves. So that's not something I understand, maybe. Yeah, no, that, that's true. I think finance is a very strange world. I mean, I've never worked in finance, but it is unbelievably competitive. And people are just so driven by money and amassing money and, you know, whatever you get with money, I guess. Sure. whatever. Because they go to those appalling places and see the, the people living and, and working under horrible conditions. And all they could see was the dollar signs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, it's really just didn't. It didn't feel right to me. I can. Um, although yes. I did think it was a kind of a poetic thing about when everyone was covered with coal dust, there were no <laughs> differences. Everybody was blackface. Everybody didn't matter whether they were Chinese, Native American, African American, or even white, because they all looked like because they were all working in these appalling conditions and covered with coal dust. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I know. I was talking with someone recently about living in New York City, and she was saying to me, and she's not wrong. She mm -hmm. said that people are so obsessed with money a lot of times in New York City is because it costs so much money to live there. And mm -hmm. then their whole life sort of becomes about money. And it's, it's, you're right. I mean, it's not really the way it should be. And everything shouldn't be so expensive. <laughs> and, you know, people should be worried about other, other things than, uh, than that. That's for sure. Um, I think I've, I've called on everybody. Um, I don't know if anybody has any final thoughts that they want you to share or should I just tell you about the next book or I think uh, so because I okay. don't think I want to finish what I haven't read yet okay. it just was That's making fine. me yeah, depressed I'd like to the next book yeah I'd like to know the next book I gotta go uh, soon. thank you all right um so the next book is called how it has an odd title how not to drown in a glass of water and the author is Angie Cruz C-R-U-Z 
Yes. It is six six hours and 19 minutes, so it's nice and short. Um, That'll be a break. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Is uh, 110919. And everything that I've heard about this book, it's supposed to be very, very funny, which I'm hoping yeah. have my finger crossed. But it is very, very yeah. funny. So yeah, I have the, the DB number and the author. What, what's the name of the book, sweetheart? I'm sorry about that. What's the name of it? How, how Not to Drown in a Glass of Water. Oh, my goodness. Okay, How Not to Drown in a Glass of Water. Stop. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, while, while we have everybody here, um, I thought Alan and Liz, if it's okay, you'd share the, the books that your group is are reading in the future. Yeah, we're doing, uh, shut up, Jules. We're doing, uh, something about stars. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the, what the hell the we name of it is. Of uh, we are we are all made of stars. I think is the name of it. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm going to have to look up the, the DB number. But uh, the Newswire went out today twice because the first time I had the subject wrong, but uh, uh, or I had the uh, date wrong in the subject. So it's it's, the, it's out there twice today. So uh, surely. Uh, uh, we are all made of stars. It's going to be on August the fifteenth. Okay. So, well, thank you. Uh, okay. Um, and Liz, the, the name of your book is. Uh, we are all. We are. We are reading. Um, look both ways. Um, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared. I would have had the number and stuff with me, but well, that's but okay. It's, it's called Look yeah. Both Ways. It's well, a little bit of a science fictiony kind of experimenty thing. Um, so with a mystery, of course, attached to it. And uh, let's see, when is the fourth? When is the fourth of August? Uh, or the fourth? fourth so it would be sixth. Maybe the sixth is a Sunday, right? So yeah. the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh of August. Yeah. 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 Towards um, the end. Of oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, got plenty of time. Okay, well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for reading the book, because I know it was a long book. <laughs> and it was a challenging book, I think. So it, I, I really yeah, appreciate it. It was people. quite a heavy one to, to lift and get through. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was yeah. pretty convinced when I came here tonight that I was going to be the only person that had read the whole book. So <laughs> I was very pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Okay, I will admit to having skipped over a couple chapters, but I did. I actually did read most of them. I was I, I was really surprised at myself that I finished it because I know the old me would have probably, you know, the, the old Moses rule, it would have been out of there in like a couple hours. But I, for some reason, I just kept with it. Yep. Good for you. Yep. Yeah, that's great, actually. Yeah, I, I, I have no choice. I have to finish the books that I pick. So, <laughs> you know, I, so I feel very guilty if I don't, if I don't finish the whole thing. So, but I said to myself, I don't think anybody else is going to finish this, but I was wrong. So thank you all for a valiant effort. I really appreciate it. And um, I guess we'll see each other very soon in, in all the other groups. So thank, yeah. thanks, everyone. You're welcome. Have a good yeah, night. Thank everybody. you, Michelle. Good, good night, night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.